Welcome to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast from wealthmanagement.com focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. I'm Diana Britton, Managing Editor of wealthmanagement.com, and in this podcast, we explore some of the struggles and personal development issues facing advisors and financial services professionals and how to get to a place of healing for mind, body, and spirit. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Healthy Advisor podcast, and thanks for joining us. As as you may know, this is the podcast focused on financial advisor health and well-being, and today's guest definitely counts on that score. His name is James Bogart, CEO, President, and Founder of Bogart Wealth, a fast-growing RIA in McLean, Virginia. James, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, as a a busy and often stressed out executive at one of the top RIAs in the country, James found himself adopting some pretty unhealthy habits uh, during the last few years. Unfortunately, it's a situation, you know, many firm leaders find themselves in. And, you know, when he ran into some health problems, it led him to seek help and he lost 70 pounds, uh, completely changed his lifestyle Um, And he puts it this way, I was building wealth at the sacrifice of my health. Now I'm using my wealth to improve my health, which is great. But James, can you just back up a little bit and tell me, uh, you know, about your lifestyle before you lost the weight and and made the change? Yeah, I mean, I I had this mindset of just build it, build it, build it. And, you know, ultimately, I'd say I really just didn't prioritize my own mental or physical uh, well-being. And so we launched the RA in 2016. Uh, we were breaking away from one of the wirehouse firms. And, it, you know, it's it's a stressful endeavor, you know, just mentally, physically, financially, you know, legally. I mean, you name it, you're getting kind of pinged on all fronts. And, you know, it, 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 it should have been telling even back then. Um, I, th- I think I shared the story with you, but we ultimately changed our attire. Uh, We went from being a a suit and tie kind of organization to dress shirt and dress pants organization when we launched. Mm -hmm. And and the honest reason is because I had put on so much weight that I couldn't button my dress shirts anymore. And uh, I didn't want to replace my wardrobe at a period of time when I didn't have an income um, when we were launching. Obviously, it's easy for me to say now, you know, seven years later, but (laughs) it was was some pretty bad habits even then. now, we are fortunate to have office locations in multiple states, uh, but unfortunately, that means a lot of travel. And I would say that when I, I bounce between our offices, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have my family with me and my schedule is very non-standard. So it got to the point where I was either eating out with clients sometimes three, four, five times a week when I would go to Texas or, or uh, Delaware or any of our other office locations. And then, you know, all of a sudden, even on nights when I wasn't eating, it just wasn't something where I prioritized cooking at home because, you know, if you only have one or two nights that you're going to be eating, uh, cooking for yourself, it, it really isn't quote unquote cost effective. Um, 
you know, and so naturally it, it by the way, that was me rationalizing it, <laughs> not, not saying it was the right line of thinking, but naturally it just led to a kind of parabolic increase in weight, which has ensuing other medical issues, you know, high blood pressure, obviously obesity and, and lack of energy, tiredness, migraines at the end of the day. You know, I mean, just, it, it just so many different things were kind of slowly getting to the place, 15 to 20 Diet Cokes a day. I mean, goodness, there was a lot of bad habits that were going on uh, all at the same time. And, uh, you know, when it, when it's gradual, you don't really notice it until all of a sudden it's, it's kind of kicks you in, you know, in the rear. Mm. So I would say it was a combination of a lot of travel, a lot of, of bad habits slash not prioritizing just my overall well-being, And, you know, naturally it led to me going to the hospital. Mm. You know, so 2022, summer of 2022, I had four hospital visits, uh, almost back to back to back different things but you know it's enough to say well something else is going on and, and and admittedly i had not been to the hospital ever before in my life so to have four in such a short period of time uh was you know really a that that, that eye opener that i needed now I, i'd say even the first two you know, this is you know kind of maybe tells a little bit about me but even the first two trips weren't enough for me to to have that catalyst to to make change um it was after the second that i really kind of said, all right, time time to make some dramatic adjustments in life and, and kind of uh, re-inventory everything that's going on. Um, so that was, first first visit was, was July of 2022, second visit was August, and that was what ultimately kicked me into gear to say, you know, we got to make some serious changes. Um, so what I ended up doing was finding a, uh, and, and, and I should probably take a step back, I always have had what I've perceived as a healthy lifestyle, right? And and that, and that's, I think, part of the problem with everything that was going on is I would work out five, six times a week, and yet I'm still putting on weight. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's like, all right, well, clearly, you know, the definition of insanity, it's like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, but I wasn't getting a different result. And so then I, I went through this whole gauntlet of trying to find the right professional for me. And this is before any of the hospital visits, right? But I had somebody who put me on um, a series of supplements. Well, next thing you know, I'm literally putting on a pound of weight every single day I was on these supplements. It lasted for three weeks. I put on 21 pounds. And finally I said, all right, clearly this isn't the right solution for me. <laughs> um, mm. You know, and it and it's, uh, I, I think part of the issue I have with the medical industry in general is there's there's not a whole lot of cohesive discussions happening, right? Like you have a primary care person. Then if you go to a hospital, you got a whole different set of doctors. And, and sometimes you're seeing three or four or five different doctors dependent upon what's going on. And there's not someone who's kind of quarterbacking that in our lives. And I think about, you know, as an RIA owner or a financial advisor, you know, that's what we are for our clients is, you know, we're their quarterbacks. We're pulling everything together. And I was getting very frustrated. I didn't have that. So, Fast forward to after the second hospital trip, and I got to give my wife a ton of credit for this, but it, naturally she wants me to be around. Um, but uh, I, she found me a concierge doctor here in Northern Virginia that was exactly what I was looking for. And, mm. you know, that first visit with him, he, he goes, look, James, I don't normally put people on, on um, prescriptions, 
but we got to put you on blood pressure medication. You're going to have a heart attack. And uh, I was a 155 over 105 um, when that happened. Mm, and, wow. uh, and oh, by the way, you need to get the weight off, right? So I left there with that, you know, the, the, the scared straight kind of mindset, but it's like, all right, well, clearly what I was doing was not working and, you know, just working out and eating whatever I want or, or eating quote unquote healthily, in my opinion, was not working either. And, um, so then he gets me introduced. So I, he put me on blood pressure medication and that was one step, which albeit was a bandaid in my opinion. Then he gets me in with a nutritionist, uh, who's like, I don't know, they're not affiliated, but they're in the same building. And between the two of them, that was what, what ultimately kind of kicked it into gear for me. Admittedly, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant when all of this stuff was going on. So oh, wow. you want to add on the stress, but I, I will say the reason that I got so adamant on getting healthy was I did not want to go to the hospital again and not be able to be there for the birth of our son. Mm. And so, you know, whatever the reason or catalyst is that, that you, you, we all have to, to trigger these things. I think it's important to embrace that and own it. But for me, it was the fact that I didn't want to miss the birth of my child. And because I was afraid that if, if, I was back in the hospital. They they already told me the next trip to the hospital, I'm having surgery. Um, mm. so, and, and who knows how long you're in, right? So I, I was doing everything in my power to not go back to the hospital, which is what caused me to make such dramatic changes in, in my diet specifically. So I went all in with the nutritionist. And immediately that first month, just by getting the, the nutrition, I lost 30 pounds. Wow. And you know, it's like progress ultimately is what creates habit. It also is what creates motivation. And so, you know, very quickly I was seeing the quote unquote reward for my efforts. Mm -hmm. And then I just went probably maybe a little bit too obsessive on the other side, where then I started engaging with my, my doctor again on all of the macros. And so now we went in and we did a whole panel of blood work on where my body was was having deficiencies. As much as, as I might not like to believe it, but my testosterone levels were incredibly low. And, and, I, and you know, he said this to me and I said, there's no way that's possible. And my wife will, will, will agree that there's no way that's possible. And uh, he goes, no, no, no. You know, males, uh, you know, as they get into their late thirties, early forties, testosterone just naturally declines. He's like, are you losing focus at the end of the day? Are you getting headaches? And I'm like, well, yeah, check, check. Yes, yes. He's like, that's all testosterone. We need to get, you know, the testosterone fixed. And, mm. and he didn't jump to, you know, the shots, right. Which is where most of these doctors make money off of it. He's like, look, let's just try some oral uh, testosterone supplements to try to see if we can get it back on track. And, and almost within the next five weeks, you know, we did a retest on the blood work and it's, you know, now all of a sudden it's perfectly normal. And I'm in a place where, I feel great. I feel great throughout the day. I've got energy throughout the day. I'm coming home excited and happy. And, and, uh, so, you know, the, 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 the long, long story short is really at the end of the day, we had great progress. We started tweaking the mix. I believe the body's a chemistry set and being just mindful of that. And each of us has different compositions that we need to just tweak to be able to get the uh, the, the mix right. And and I've 
become a, a very big uh, disciple of several of these motivational coaches. Brendan Bouchard's one of the ones I like the most. And uh, he has this acronym he uses, it calls MedsRx. And, and I heard it literally October of 2022 when all of this stuff was going on. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, that That totally resonates with me. And so MedsRx, and again, I'm not taking credit for it, it's Brendan Bouchard's, but stands for meditation, exercise, diet, sleep, relationships, and supplements. And that mm. became my mantra, um, just all in on it. I had been doing a lot of those things and getting frustrated that I wasn't getting the results. But as you start seeing the the progress happening, you get even more compulsive about it. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and I've gotten even better results, you know, and the hardest part too, especially with, with, I'd say weight loss is you, you, you just naturally hit these plateaus where you don't get progress. And that to me is, is where you mentally get so tested um, yeah. because it's like, if I'm not getting the progress on the weight loss, why, why am I doing it? Why don't I just go why do right I continue? back to, yeah, exactly. Back to my old habits. And, and that's why you see those, the, the slippages that people ha naturally have. And in, and kind of going back to the original part, you know, I, I told the doctor when I engaged in the concierge doctor, when I engaged him, I said, my number one goal for changing my life is to be able to walk my daughters down the aisle. And I genuinely felt here I was, and I was 37 years old, by the way, but I genuinely felt that I was not on track to be able to do that. And my daughters at the time were five and four. Now, I mean, I've, I, I, I'm empowered. I have control. I, I am, dare I say, making good decisions, which really is is becoming just inspirational for a lot of other people. I see some of the, the people in our office. I've seen good friends of mine. I actually had a friend of mine yesterday who's had some some medical issues, and he sought after me to say, you know, what did you do to make such a transformation in your life? Because, you know, I went from, I mean, 70 pounds is, is <laughs> it's a 33% weight loss. Um, it was just a lot, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm perfect by any means, but I, I definitely, I definitely have more I want to want to do in terms of my, my physical well being. but, uh, it's been a, a very rateable change. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, and you know, I know that you said that you know, mindfulness was something that really helped you along the way. And um, I just just a little bit of background about mindfulness. Uh, you know, mindfulness, which ha has its roots in the, in Buddhist meditation, means maintaining a, a moment by moment awareness of our thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and surrounding environment through a gentle, nurturing lens. Um, also, it involves acceptance, meanings meaning that we don't. Uh, meaning that we pay attention to our thoughts and feelings without judging them, without believing, for instance, that there's a right or a wrong way to think or feel in any given moment. And, you know, when we practice mindfulness, our thoughts tune into what we're sensing in the present moment rather than rehashing the past or imagining the future. Um, that's, um, just some background from Greater Good magazine, but how did mindfulness kind of play into your journey, James? Well, you know, I was touching on it uh, a, a few minutes ago, right? I mean, you, you naturally have these these plateaus, and and it doesn't necessarily mean weight loss or nutrition. It, it could just be any type of self improvement or goal, etc. That that you're just not seeing that progress, you know, and and it's so easy to go back into that old mindset slash habit slash destructiveness, you know, and like 
recently a great example um my kids with halloween it's it's all the candies it's the the treats yeah it's the cookies and it's so easy to just oh i'll have a quarter of a cookie or i'll have half of a donut or i'll have a you know snickers or a reese's bar and then next thing you know it's you have one it has you know three you have four you have five and boom it's it's like you've totally dis you know, disrupted and by the way i'm not saying uh indulging occasionally is 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 not appropriate but I have the type of personality that regrettably it's, it's, I'm either all in or I'm all out. And, um, and so because of that, I have to have my triggers that are constantly bringing me back to the mindset slash state of mind that I'm trying to be in or want to be in. And so another one that I stole is either from Ed Millette or, or Brendan Bouchard, but it's this, this doorway trigger exercise where literally every key doorway in my life, I have three words that I have printed. I mean, it's just so simple, but it's printed and taped right to the doorway to just trigger my mindset when I go into that setting. And so, for example, with home, it's it's to be present, it's to be happy, it's to be engaged, it's to be infectionate. Like a lot of people, and I'm not, you know, it, it, I'm not going to bundle myself with anyone else. But I, I mean, I, my phone's a third appendage for me. Um, mm. I am always on my phone. You know, you know, clients they love the responsiveness, uh, but at the same time, too, I have to unplug. And and I when I was a terrible habit but my you know my kids got used to the fact that my my phone was a higher priority to them than I than, than they were and mm -hmm. and that was one where I go back to these trigger events it's like all right now and this is a, a change that I made in the last year is is now I put it down and especially when I'm coming home from work and I only have maybe an hour with them before they go to bed you know it's that phone's nowhere near my my presence and simply for the exact reason that when I and, and this is my perception but with my kids, they they feel that when my phone is in my hand or or on the table near them, that phone is more important than they are. And just by putting it in my office, you know, and I, and I use it as an excuse that that's the time to charge it, right? Put it in my office away from them so that I can focus on them for however long it is that I get their attention. That's that's just one of the examples with mindfulness. Now, I do the same thing at work, right? It's, you know, my triggers here when I walk through the doorway, it's focus, discipline, and direct. That's just the mindset that I want to be in when, I, when I'm in the office. Um, I have the same ones in the morning, and then I even have a, a daily dashboard that I review simply to remind me of the goals, the things that I'm working towards, why um, I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, because some of those things, you need those reminders. I mean, it's, I, I love Simon Sinek's, you know, whole conversation about why and needing to start with why. I, I'll admit I've had a period of time over the last, you know, couple of years where I question my why. Why do I do what I do? And, you know, obviously fulfillment and, and, and the impact we have with our clients and our staff, et cetera. But, Sometimes that's not enough, um, especially when you're going through the real hard stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, and we've gone through a really hard market environment this last year, but in 2022, this year's not been a whole lot easier, you know, and, and so I know a lot of, a lot of owners are, are going through, you know, difficult, difficult decisions and, and, you know, questioning their purpose, questioning why they're doing what they're doing, you know, and, and I think the, the reality of it is, is that when you are in a position of of influence and, and you're leading people i don't i don't think you you know our staff understands the pressure that comes with that mm -hmm. um, because it's not like we get to leave the office and it goes away it doesn't i i, I don't know a business owner out there that doesn't lay, lay in bed at some point in the night 
thinking about something related to their business. And this is every industry, not just financial services, but it's like, you know, the other night I'm up at 4.45 and I'm like, all right, I had, you know, a whole series of things that I was thinking about related to an expansion that we're doing. And, uh, and, that, and that's just normal, right? And, and it comes back to needing to learn mentally how to process that stuff so that it's not uh, detrimentally impacting any other part of, of your life. And mm. and for me, you want to talk about the old James versus the current James. I used to let that stuff be cancer. It would pull me down. It would be the rationalization that I needed to be able to justify why I was going to have that bowl of ice cream at the end of the night, why, you know, I was going to have the uh, lobster mac and cheese when I was out at dinner. You know, and for me, food was a coping mechanism for sure. But, you know, those are the things that, you know, yes, you can indulge in that stuff from time to time. But when you're doing it every single day, four or five times a day, no, you're, you're not going to be healthy. Yeah. How has this lifestyle change affected your business? I mean, because I guess when, um, you know, you were talking to me about, um, you know, having to spend more time on yourself, you know, diet and exercise and cooking and, and uh, your mental health, working on that. Um, you'd think that would take you away from the business, uh, but how is it, how is it yeah, been affecting no, the business? I, actually, quite the contrary. So part of it is, I, so the biggest change that I made with regards to nutrition was meal prep and, and doing all of my own cooking. And, and so specifically like lunches, I come in every day for lunch. I come in every day with lunch now and my snacks throughout the day. But like I used to either go out and get something for lunch or I'd have something delivered for lunch. And, you know, obviously you you, you can't have the quote unquote regularity of your time. Now with having my lunch prepared and and I just bring it in the office, takes me maybe two minutes to heat it up. You know, I'm, I'm, it's back on my time as opposed mm -hmm. to ambiguity associated with one I would, I would otherwise eat, you know, truthfully, the, the health, the, the physical health side, I always did prior to any of this change. I, I would work out anywhere from five to six days a week, whether it was weightlifting, cardio, meditation, yoga, et cetera. But I would always do that. That wasn't a change. Um, and I usually always do that first thing in the morning. It's, it's part of my just morning routine. But the, the food side of things, the biggest change was I stopped doing the client dinners. And mm. it can, it, it, it's not anything against these restaurants. The food's delicious, but you can't control your intake at that point as well. Um, whereas when you cook your own food, you know exactly what's on it and what's in it, how it's been prepared, et cetera. So that was probably the biggest change. And, and I would also say related to that was this mindfulness exercise of I do need my decompression time. And part of the problem was, is I'd go down, to, for example, to Texas, no wife, no kids. And I would literally just work 12 to 14, sometimes 16 hours in a day, just nonstop back to back to back to back to back. And mentally, that's just exhausting. <laughs> and I almost got to this place where, where Texas had this negative connotation to me because mm -hmm. I would go down there and I would just be working so hard and I wouldn't have any time to relax, decompress, personal fulfillment, whatever. I would still work out, right? But but I would be just working nonstop. So the biggest changes that I've made in this last year has been much more restrictive and diligent about my time, having my personal time. And ironically with it, clients respect it. 
you know, and, and, and part of it too, with, with the growth is, you know, clients had my cell phone, they would call me, they would text me, whatever. And, and not having those proverbial boundaries, you know, naturally from a compliance perspective, I had to migrate some of those things away from, from personal use devices anyways. But all of a sudden it's like, I put up these boundaries and I become so much more effective and efficient when I'm actually engaged and working than what I was doing before, where I was kind of partially working for a lot longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in related to that is some of the mindfulness, right? So if like I say, these are the six hours in a day that I'm going to be doing meetings, that is the six hours that I am completely turned on. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, I'm going to try to piece these things in throughout the day and then, oh, after the kids go to bed, I'm going to do some more work. But because of it, you know, the business, and, and it doesn't totally surprise me. I mean, we've grown, we went from $680 million in 2020 to $2.6 billion in assets now. So three years, um, huge growth. But it doesn't surprise me that we actually continue to grow. I mean, we had a 25% growth year in 2022 when most most firms in the industry were down 15%. But it was because of the fact that I think we got a lot more disciplined in what we were doing. And, and one of the mantras I use internally, my team all knows it, is, is direct intent. Everything has to be done with direct intent. You're doing things for a purpose, not just because it's you know something that you're being told to do, but there's an ultimate goal and objective as to why you're doing it. Um, and so this whole concept of, of direct intent, specific actions, um, being very diligent. And, and frankly, I got to put it on some of my team members having that impact on me, right? Because we had staff that said that I want to be an advisor, but I don't want to be James, right? They saw mm-hmm. what I was doing and how unhealthy it was. And, and sure, I was able to sustain it for a period of time. And, I, and, and arguably, my ego would probably tell you I could still sustain it if I wanted to, but it, but it wasn't the right track. It wasn't what was ultimately going to fulfill my bigger goals in life. And again, walking my daughters down the aisle is unquestionably one of my biggest goals. Yeah. Um, and being around, right? Being able to do that. You know, and, and you, you, you mentioned that comment that I had said, but I, I had a doctor's as I was going through this process of kind of discovering, it's like, look, you have spent all of this time focusing on wealth creation and building, you know, what is a phenomenal enterprise, but it was at the sacrifice of my health. And Mm -hmm. there's no doubt. I mean, I I have colleagues, I won't name them by names, but you know, builds phenomenal RIA firms. And then at 42 years old, they die. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, that's not the path I want. <laughs> like everyone else in my life is, it will enjoy the fruit of the labor, but you know, I'm not going to be around to enjoy it. And, and, and truly I felt like that was the path I was on. So, you know, that's what ultimately kicked me into gear to, you know, kind of start this new endeavor. Um, but back to the original question of, did it impact the business? I would actually argue for the better because we're more focused, more direct and, and really more driven. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you tried to make an internal goal at Bogart Wealth to focus on health and wellness. And what has been the response there? You know, it, it's um, mixed, honestly, right? We've we've got, I think at the end of the day, in order for people to, to really want to focus and prioritize health and wellness, they have to want it. it yeah. You have to want it yourself. It, it, I mean, we, we live in a society where you're constantly inundated with Call it distractions, right? Whether it be social media, whether it be the media, the media itself, news, etc. I mean, there are, are there is a science behind advertising, right? And and that science is 
typically with the intention of selling you something. Um, and, and a lot of the times the things that are the most delicious and, and most indulgent are things that are not good for you. Um, and, and habitually, right. Whether it be, you know, sugars, whether it's processed foods, whether it's, um, alcohol, tobacco, booze, I mean, everything, right. It's just long-term and anything in excess is not going to be good for you. Now, yeah. when, when it comes to my team and, and kind of indoctrination there, um, it, I would say mixed, mixed intent, right. Like I, I do have, have a, a very bad habit of going all in on things. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and I'm all in, I'm still all in. Um, but, but I would say, you know, some of the exercises were, were impactful. Um, you know, like for example, we did a, a, a step challenge. We've done overall fitness challenges. We did a weight loss challenge. Um, those all, you know, definitely were, were, jumped in for by my team uh but at the same time too you know i see you, know, you get rid of those challenges and some of those bad habits just come right back in and that's where the mindfulness becomes so important yeah i mean it i think it's so difficult too in just this society because we um you know a lot of the social interactions that we have with people and you know hanging out with friends and seeing family involves like food right and drinking and um so it's really hard to, um, you know, keep on track with, you know, eating healthy when that's kind of like just built into our society. Um, well, you and, think- and, you know, I, I love that you said that because I'll tell you, when I stopped drinking, it felt very isolating. Mm-hmm. And, it, and by the way, I stopped drinking before any of this health stuff. I, I And it's nothing other than I felt that I needed to be focused and alcohol was something that slows me down. And so I don't like to drink it very much. Now I'm not saying I don't enjoy a beer or glass of wine, but when all of a sudden you're in a social setting and not drinking, you find that you start getting invited to less and less and less. Mm. Um, and, and that carries with it a, a mindfulness. And my, by the way, my wife goes to the exact same thing um, because we both have, have these places in life where we feel that it's been isolating because of the fact that we don't continue to partake in, in that. Yeah. And that's why when I come back to the, the mindfulness stuff and, and specifically my goals, I have to constantly just, you know, again, the media, their job is to inundate us with whatever the agenda is that they're, that they're selling at the same time too. I'm doing the same thing to myself with my own goals, things that are important to me. And, and that's why, like, for example, I talk about these, these, this one page sheet, I literally have it right here sitting next to me at my office. I've got it on my mirror at home. I've got it on my nightstand. So, I mean, it's constantly in a place where I am reminding myself of what it is that I'm actually working for and why I'm doing it. Mm, That's great. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's so simple, but it's, you know, we really need that uh, those reminders because we just don't think about those things throughout well, the day. But, but you're you're spot on with social pressures. I mean, the social yeah. pressures are even worse. And and again, I, I'll use the the buddy of mine who I was talking to yesterday. You know, and he's like, I think I need to give up drinking. And I said, Do you want to? Like, what's more important? To you? And he just had heart surgery. And I said to him, What's more important to you? Continuing to have the lifestyle that you're having right now, which albeit might be very fun, but short lived. Because now mm-hmm. you're seeing the physical decay that's happening, or are you wanting to be around and 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 you know continue to to enjoy life for a much longer period of time? 
you know, and, and what was interesting was, is he said he felt like he needed to replace it with something else. And, and I, and I said, you know, I, I don't disagree with that, but make sure that you're replacing it with something that's healthy and constructive, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to give up alcohol, you're going to have a void, especially I'm not going to say he over over consumes, but <laughs> it's, it's part of his life. He enjoys you know, he, his drink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but five, six days a week enjoys his drink. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, you're going to have a void, you know, but replacing it with tobacco is not a good, he was thinking about picking up cigars. I said, oh. replacing it with, with another, with another vice <laughs> is not exactly constructive. I would say you you really do need to find a healthy replacement, whether it be going for a walk, you know, Andy Frisella does his 75 hard, which it's interesting, right? Everybody thinks that's a fitness program. It is not a fitness program. It is a mental test. And for anybody who hasn't done a 75 hard, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's one where you can see how difficult it is to follow that regiment for a 75 day period of time. And it's not, again, it's not just uh, food or exercise you know it's things like you got to read a read 10 pages in a story every day you got to take a selfie every day you got other things that are mentally stimulating and engaging but that's the hardest part about what he, his program has to do and i think it's fantastic for that reason yeah well i i'm afraid we're just about out of time um i mean james i i feel like i could hear you talk all day um and this stuff is just so great I, i'd like to thank uh my guest james bogart for being on the podcast and sharing your story with me james thank you so I, much i appreciate you having me yeah i mean i just think it's so great because there are so many you know ria executives and leaders out there that have that are going through the same struggles as you, you know, and I, I think, uh, you know, thank you for for sharing it with us. And, um, you know, I hope that folks can, you know, take, just take away some of the, the learnings that you've had and, um, and take that back to their organizations. Um, if you'd like to reach out to James, if you have any questions for him, you can reach him at jbogart at bogartwealth.com. And, and if you have a struggle yourself and you wish to share your experiences and help others in similar situations, please feel free to reach out to me at diana.britton at informa.com. I'd like to thank you for listening to The Healthy Advisor. If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This is Diana Britton reminding you that where there's healing, there is hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of wealthmanagement.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your particular situation.